Hey everyone, this podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts at patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Malignant! Hi, everyone. Hello, everyone. It's Malignant Day. <laughs> My name is David Bell. My name is Malignant. And we just watched Malignant. The body of Dr. Florence Weaver was found brutally murdered in her home this morning. Did you know her? No, but I saw her die. I'm seeing things. I'm seeing murders. They're happening. Oh my god. <laughs> this movie was supposed to come out a year ago. Really? We could have had this for a year. Oh, wow. Yeah, we could have. Oh man. At least I um, think that's what I was reading. Was that uh, and I, I really? forget because you know everything was supposed to come out in 2020 and got bumped. Yeah, no, I think it's a safe bet to say this like, movie I'm was pretty come sure out. this was supposed to come out last August or like last right. September, and they now ca- this kicked is... it the fuck. To, to, to this this time of 2021. Yeah. In in theaters and HBO Max, I highly appreciate it being on HBO Max. Uh, mm-hmm. I, could, I would have seen this in the theater. Yeah, because I would have wanted to see it, but yeah. I'm glad now that I've seen it that I didn't have to pay money to see it. Well. Uh, <laughs> I would have still paid money to see it. You didn't have to pay extra money to see it. Right, right. Yes. That's true. Yeah. Um, how did you like Malignant? Dave, that's a complicated question. It really is, isn't it? Um, because Malignant is a cheesy, schlocky 70s exploitation horror movie. Yep. Um, but it's done with the type of chaotic glee that speaks to me on like a, on like a fundamental primal level. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I love this movie, but I recognize that it is very bad. See, I would say, all right, here's my thoughts on it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I was less, because I, maybe it's because I got so many texts from people being like, oh, Malignant, you got to watch it. Look at the end. Um, I wasn't nearly that impressed by this movie. And it mainly has to do with the fact that I think this script is awesome. I think this, uh, the idea they were going for, um, I really respect it. Well, um, I'm, I'm desperate to, to have you expound upon that, but please continue. Okay. Because, well, because of what you just said, I think they have the wrong director, which is funny because he also wrote it. He co-wrote it with his wife. Um, Mm -hmm. Shit, let me find his wife's name because that's worth noting. Ingrid Bisu and then um, Akila Koopa, Cooper, sorry, Koopa, uh, is the other writer. (laughs) It's one of the Koopa kids. Saying it with an accent. Um, Koopa. um, And I, honestly, I want to know what they have to say. Um, I'm not saying that James Wan didn't have something to do with the writing. It's just that all on the internet. It's, oh my God, James Wan's malignant. He's a genius. It's out of control. And I'm like, I kind of feel like he is the, the, this work despite him, uh, if that makes sense. Because- sort, sort of, but the thing that people, the, the thing that everyone is screaming about is 110% James Wan. Like, there's no what? way, like that, that, well, I mean, I've seen a lot yeah. of people being like, 
if you don't like this film, it's not that it's a bad film, it's that you didn't understand it. And it's like, no, well, I understand no. it. <laughs> yeah. That's he not said, true. Well, they meant like, they, un- they you don't understand what he was trying to do. Like, what is the style? And he, he co- talked about the, the Giallo style, the... Um, Giallo, yeah. Mm-hmm. Giallo, yeah, the... Um, Dario Argento, like yeah, this is that, not a this is not a giallo exactly, I and mean, that's what bothers me is that my problem with this movie is that imagine if Sam Raimi did it, <laughs> imagine it if Adam be, Wingard did it. I think if I think if Sam Raimi did it, it would be very similar. I think it would be better made though, because the problem I have is James Wan. The first half of this movie is I- extremely boring. Um, I, di- I disagree that it's boring, but I I will say I, I will agree that the first chunk of this movie feels like something's missing because the twist is very obvious that that yes the 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 twist being that the killer is her conjoined twin that was removed at birth or not yeah they show it they show it immediately they basically show it they don't they're not really trying to hide that part of it um, no, what they're yeah, what the the twist is. You put it really well because I texted you and I was like, I think I know everything that's going to happen, and you're like, even if you do, it doesn't matter, right? Because that's it's not the it's, thing, yeah, yeah. The thing is that spoilers, folks. The twin, which is on the back of her head, um, knows karate. That's really what the, it came the, down to for me. The, the twist <laughs> is that new karate. It's basically it's the freak show episode of of the X Files. The twist is that it's yeah. not it's not that her set her conjoined uh, twin is supernaturally murdering people it's that it crawls out of her body like its little brain face pushes out the back of her head and controls yeah. her body backwards this is the part that i really respect because it's something that i've actually also been trying to pursue which is the concept of a supernatural horror movie where the reveal is it's not supernatural. Yes. It's just so weird that it feels supernatural. Yes. So like at first she moves like a ghost uh, and you're like, oh, it's like a ghost. It's it's not there. And it's like, no, it's just really fast. It's just really fast and flexible. It just flips around like a ninja, um, which doesn't make any sense. But it's like, cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, they never explain like why it can control electricity, um, any of that shit. My my issue is that I think it was well, written. They, so, they sort of do. They show you in that flashback where they kept doing electroshock when it was out of control when the oh, twin was right, out of control. Right, right, yeah. right. Um, but that still doesn't explain. It's, it. I mean, it ex- <laughs> it explains it as much as a as movie about to. a brain faced twin yeah. is gonna get explained. <laughs> The problem is that I think James Wan directed this like a James Wan film, which is to say, I think James Wan is a good horror director. I think he makes very middle of the road stuff. The game with a James Wan horror is usually where's this jump scare going to come from? Um, Oh, is it going to come from the mirror? Oh, no, he's faking us out. And so on. Mm -hmm. It's very, it's your standard. And this needed us. It it felt like it was written to be funnier or weirder. Or like done in a more artistic way, and it just isn't. And so that that's kind of what it is, is that like, I thought the music was boring. I thought it was shot in a very boring way. Um, it just feels like the, the, the screenwriter, who happens to also be James Wan... Uh, wrote seemed it felt like like when I didn't know it was James Wan who wrote it I was like this poor screenwriter they wrote a clearly comedic film or over the top weird film and then it got passed through this like very normalizing system uh, and so it feels like people are laughing at the movie when they're supposed to be laughing with the movie 
Sure. I'll, I'm going to push back against that a little bit. I think sure. this movie doesn't... This, there, There is simply no way this movie does not realize that it is funny. No, no, that's what... I'm saying that that's the effect. I'm not saying that's the intent. That it, it Because James Wan shot it like a James Wan movie, um, it just doesn't feel aware. Of course it's aware. It has to be aware. Yeah. Um, there, there are several shots where you're like, you cannot tell me that they don't know this is funny. Yeah. Um, um, I think what it is, is he, he took it... It's, it's almost piling concepts on top of each other. This movie is several hats upon several hats in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, so I think it seems like some of the intention here was to take this movie that's a very schlocky exploitation film from the 70s. This is almost a throwback horror idea because it's so... <clears throat> like, in, uh, if you changed a few circumstances about this movie, this movie would be very offensive. Uh, right. <laughs> but uh, it, it, so it's, it's taking an idea like that and it's it's playing this over the top thing. It's it's playing the suspense very straight, uh, yes. which, which I think is what creates this tone that uh, clearly will strike some people as as confusing or or uh, not in step with the rest of the with with the the actual idea of the movie because the suspense scenes are very James Wan and are treated very straight. Like the scene mm -hmm. where it's stalking the one doctor in his hotel room across the street from the silver cut place. Yeah. Like it's that's... also not very scary, right? You no, didn't find not, the scary. Not, not right? especially, but it's, yeah. it's scary in the way that James Wan films are scary. As you pointed out, they're more about, they feel more like conversations with horror fans. Yeah. The, 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 what I was about to say about the scene where it's the, the twin is stalking this doctor in his, in his hotel room. Nothing happens. Like it's it's a it's a scene that's all about teasing you. What could this showing you like six different places where a jump scare could come from, and then the scene just ends. Yeah, um, and that's pretty classic James Wan. And that's like kind of the speed of like the suspense of this movie is he treats it very straight. He treats it the same way he does in The Conjuring or in Insidious, um, where it's it was... the, the fun is he's leading you through this haunted house and you don't know where the scare actor is going to pop out of right it's even advertised like it's a like it's one of the his movies one of those uh which i feel like was a misstep because i actually kind of got blue balls from this because i sat down to be like all right time to watch a middle of the road supernatural horror film and then this was a delight don't get me wrong but at the end i was like i still kind of want to watch that film <laughs> Yeah. Like the ha the film where there's like a haunting and it's just right. because yeah this is like a yeah. this is like a this is like an action horror movie. Like this is like a yeah. comedy action horror movie. It's so yeah. the, When the cops man. chasing him through the sewer, I was like, what the fuck are we doing what is right this? now? Yeah, that's like yeah. the big moment where it's like what kind of movie is this? Yeah, because why why is it running from the cop? And then and then like now we're seeing it in full view. It it had very it also had very like the opening uh I was talking to Swaim about this and Swaim was like, I thought the opening was like a spoof. It was gonna pull out and there'd be another they're watching another movie. But that was just the opening. Yeah. And the opening's bad. It's the it's, opening is great. I it's, I it's, defy you that it's bad. <laughs> it's got the credits of a mid two thousands film. Yes, um, <laughs> it's and if, so cheesy and uh, yeah. I I really like the drive in schlock aspect of this movie. I do like the idea of making it the new because the new schlock is mid two thousands. Yeah, like and and that's the new like I. 
it's 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 a combination of things. It's that I don't like I don't have nostalgia for the mid two thousands. I wasn't young, mm-hmm. um, so like to me those were just bad movies. But I can see someone in their twenties now being like, "Oh, that's so campy and retro, mid two thousands." And it's like, no, it's bad filmmaking. Well, I think it's, it's very it's, bad filmmaking. It's less it's less that this movie is quoting the mid two thousands. It's that the mid two thousands was badly quoting something else. Yeah, that's and true. And this yeah. movie is quoting those things where it's yeah, like, I, yeah. I, I think it's also badly quoting it for a lot of it. Um, I think yeah, it really does mishandle it. It's, I can see what you're saying. Um, I, I, I recognize the argument that you're making, but I, I disagree. Like, I'm not saying I wasn't delighted when the little ninja face came out yeah, and it's shot face. very seriously. Uh, it's just, the, it's the, more like I've seen a lot of people like be like, this is going to be a cult classic. This is going to be, this is going to be, oh, you know, know, people don't understand that. it. Yeah. I think this is just going to be orphan. Like, I think it's just going to be one of those where it's like, oh my God, remember that dumb movie? And I think that's a disservice to what they were trying to do, which is why I think they failed. Like, it, it's like, that's unfortunate to me that this movie probably will be reduced to a meme um, because I do respect, again, what they were out to do. I just don't think they shot it correctly to make it that like I don't think the, your average audience member is going to think that they, they're just dummies, you know, that they just made a bad movie. Maybe, maybe. I think this movie might have a better chance in Orphan because it's it's so vi- it's much more visible than Orphan was. Like this is That's true. They're pushing this as an event cuz it's James Wan, it's this big right. horror movie. Um but this is the type of horror movie that does not normally get positioned like this. There the, you, yeah. you don't push a movie like this. This is a fucking weird movie. It really is. Um and I love the idea of sort of middle of the road horror fans like people who were really who would who would have been really into the stuff in the mid 2000s and you know just going to see a movie like this expecting like the next conjuring movie and it's this bug fuck bananas uh Mm -hmm. drive-in schlock film that james wan is making with the skill and budget of a dude who makes aquaman who you know a guy who makes a a two billion dollar superhero movie but he's making this gonzo slasher uh, goofball schlock fest uh yeah i i don't Uh, i I, I don't i don't i don't sense as much of a disconnect between the the execution and intent as you do i i that's where i'm getting stuck i think right here's what it is is that when we covered aquaman Mm -hmm. i think we compared james wan to spielberg in that podcast right we might have it's been, it's been um, like three years you realize yeah, but i uh, i actually think james wan is at his most powerful because i should note none of this is against james wan as a director um i think he's actually like aquaman was the time where i was like it's very it's very rare that i do this with a horror director i was like ooh, make more adventure films james wan because i actually think that's where he his strength is mm-hmm. um not in horror but in like action adventure and so to me, this is like take Spielberg and try to have Spielberg make a really weird film. He probably would struggle <laughs> because the way he makes movies is it's a Spielberg movie, yeah. you know, like and that's what it felt like. It, it felt like someone who was making something that was very abstract or surreal or weird, but their style was just so middle of the road. So, so normal uh, that they couldn't 
do it justice. This reminds uh, me, it's not, okay, this reminds me a little bit of What Lies Beneath. Okay. Because that's another example of a very big, very commercial director, Robert Zemeckis, with right. a, with kind of an established style, you know, an established uh, vocabulary, so to speak, that he works with, making a very specific type of genre film that uses a lot of uh, homage, like Hitchcock homage and stuff like that, like a lot of techniques uh, that aren't normally in his bag of tricks. Right. Um, the, the, I think What Lies Beneath is a little bit more successful uh, because it's more Zemeckis- modified his style more to fit with the movie he was trying to yeah, make instead I think of Zemeckis vice versa is a, is a better director yeah um, i'm just uh, th- this is making this conversation we're having is making me no, think I, of that because that's an example yeah. of the opposite thing where the director adjusted his style to fit the movie whereas this movie sort of had to be fit into james Wan's style and not exactly. vice versa it's Which, like if a, a better example, I think, is someone like Tarantino mm-hmm. or someone like Wes Anderson, where like they can't not make the Wes Anderson or Tarantino film. You have to give them the right script. If you gave Tarantino a horror script, um, I guess which technically Death Proof is, but it's still like he just can't help it. He can't help it. He has to make the movie he wants to make. And sometimes it, it I think, hurts the point of the movie he's making, but that's a different conversation. I think James Wan is no different. It's just that his style is less flamboyant. It's yeah. less noticeable. Mm-hmm. And so it's that. It's He couldn't not make a James Wan horror movie, um, but I actually think, yeah, that hurt it a lot. Um, can I ask you a question about the plot real quick? Yeah, sure. Did you recognize that the mom in the attic was a different person? Than who? Then the main character, they looked so fucking alike. That took me a while to figure out. Yes, Dave, because that actress is about 25 years older than our main character. Because he lit her so dark. They look, and it was, they look very similar, and that is obviously the that's intent. That's the point. But, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, no, I, I, I did not. Um, but All I right. mean, I think you're supposed to notice Because I've that. talked to multiple people who are like, yeah, I thought it was the same person because they didn't light it. Um, oh, well, you know, you know how time and age works, where if somebody's older, they look older? Like, yeah, I wouldn't that's, pay attention. They're so white. They're both the white thing. Like, ladies the thing. with black hair. Like um, very often, I find if you watch the movie, it answers a lot of the questions you have. I'm telling. I'm. Uh, this isn't just me. That's the thing. I, this is a I'm, general I'm, response to all of those people as oh, well. Okay. <laughs> if you okay. just if you just watch the movie, it'll often answer what what you're asking. All right. Also, did you find the mom's stuff incredibly weird and dumb? Because again, another moment that should have been a comedic moment. Um, so the mom, we, should we explain what this movie is and what happens in it? Sure. Um, <laughs> okay. A, a, a woman, um, yeah. is her, her abusive boyfriend, husband, it's her husband. Uh, once, yeah, again. He, he <laughs> once again, he slams, he slams her movie, head. It will tell you this information. <laughs> yeah. He slams her head into the wall. Uh, she locks the door that night. He sleeps on the couch. He gets murdered by, uh, uh some sort of, by a what? horse, apparently like he gets well, horse murdered. He gets horse murdered, like, but it's trampled. like, <laughs> like his it, bones it, are sticking out right in all away, these weird directions. Right away. The killer looks like her. It's yes. like a long hair. Uh-huh. Dark, so I was like, yes. Oh, it's like her or maybe like her baby is manifesting. The movie's called malignant. Um, and then she loses the baby. She also gets attacked by it, which doesn't make too much sense. 
um, when you know what happened in the movie, but whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, and then um, this is intercut with then a woman who's giving a tour of the underground of Seattle. She gets attacked by the same creature, um, which turns out to be Voldo from Soul Calibur, right? Essentially, like yeah. it, it has a Voldo knife and it looks and acts like Voldo. Um, there's this reveal that she had an imaginary friend as a kid named Gabriel mm-hmm. um, that seems to be back. And, and she starts witnessing the murders that Gabriel is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, the cops suspect her, as they would, although they're very loosey-goosey about it. She sees one of the murders, and then she's like, I, d- all right, did I get this right? Um, she's like, go find the victim. Um, I swear he is there. If he's not, you can handcuff me. Does she say that? I don't remember that specific line, but she does. She does send them to that doctor's apartment. But she like she like they are not. They don't believe her, and she's like, "You can handcuff me if I'm wrong." And I was like, "You can handcuff her if she's right, right?" Well, I think because then she knows the murder happened. But whatever, they, they're not. They're not taking her seriously at that point. Yeah. So, so the if, cops I, are working if, with her. Yeah. So that because remember, there's a whole beat about like using a psychic. They just they just don't believe her, and they think she's wasting their time. Right, but it's weird that they don't just arrest her anyway when they find that guy's body. Um, but they do eventually. Uh, it just takes them a little more convincing for some reason. Um, and so then it becomes like this hunt where the cop uh, sees Gabriel, and Gabriel is starts becoming like a physical thing. Um, he chases Gabriel down into the uh, the San Francisco, uh, not San Francisco, Seattle, Seattle underground. Yeah. Mm. Um Meanwhile, uh, a woman who worked the tour of the Seattle Underground is kidnapped. She's she's in a um, attic of some sort, yes. and that's what and 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 so throughout the the movie, she's just trying to escape. Mm-hmm. Um, then Jesus, just more murders, more murders. I want to get to the part where the woman who's been kidnapped gets out, takes two steps, and just breaks through the attic. <laughs> Mm-hmm. floor for no reason falls like three stories and dies right in the main character's She's living room while dead. the cops She's are there in a coma. oh you're right she basically dies yeah, tom that is that is one step away from dying <laughs> Do you, there's a whole the fact that she's not dead is a significant plot point. Did you I watch know. these movies? <laughs> no, I know. She goes, She wakes up in the hospital and gives yeah. a bunch of exposition. No, I know, because that's the, her only use. That is the dumbest moment I've seen in a wa- while. Because I can't stress this enough. The woman gets out. She takes two steps. And by pure coincidence, the floorboards are bad. Yeah. And she just bring. It was one of those where, I again, it's a moment that I think was supposed to be funny. But they don't really treat it that way. Nobody screams or reacts to her body except for the main character. Um, It's just very weird. So then they're learning slowly that, yeah, this was her biological mother. She was adopted. Um, And then they they suspect her. They're like, you're clearly doing the murders. You kidnapped this woman. She's in your in your attic they put her in jail and that's when we get the reveal that no she had a creature living on the back of her head when she was born and the doctors basically cut the creature off but then pushed some of it just into her brain like that should be fine yeah um and then that's clearly that's the thing talking and that she's not seeing the murders she's being kept dormant in her brain while her body commits these murders. Yeah, she uh, she, and, she is seeing them. It's and it's because she is an unwilling participant in them. Yeah, yeah. 
It's yeah. so basically this little brain face pushes its way out of the back of her head and drives her backwards. So right. every time you see Gabriel, it's a person moving backwards. backwards. Yeah. yeah. Which you do notice, but I like, yeah, I was just like, it's Voldo. I, I didn't yeah, like, you notice it. It's, I mean, it's all, it's all like we said at the top, that's not the reveal of the movie. Cause it's all there. That's called malignant. The, cr- the yeah. killer clearly walks backwards every time. Uh, um, every time there's a murder, she wakes up and the back of her head has been bleeding again. So you know there's you know that it's a conjoined twin murdering people. The surprise is that it's a brain face that pushes its way out of the back of her skull right. and literally pilots her body backwards. Yeah, and the surprise I think is also how the the fact it sh- it happens. We first see it in the jail, and there's all these uh, uh other ladies like beating her up in the jail jail cell being real like one of whom is Zoe real Bell. movie yeah being real movie prisoners real movie um, r- real movie gang yeah yeah and she kills them all and it's like this big um wild uh fight uh the cop for some reason shoots like through the bars so the cop gets got um and then she gets the keys and then like kills all the cops in this amazingly fun sequence. It's well delightful. shot. Well done. Not scary, mind you. No, um, this is not scary. This is not no, a scary film. I don't think it yeah, I don't think it meant it was No. I think it was meant to scare you in the first half. Maybe and then, maybe cuz one of the okay, when that woman gets abducted, for example, uh, and he's she's chained up in the uh uh attic and and the murderer kills his first victim which is that doctor who is the who's the lady from deep blue sea right um he comes back with like her her like surgeon's award that that he sharpens into a knife and that's what he uses as a weapon for the rest of the movie right um so he's having a, a brief scene with her and this is in like the first half of the film uh as, as it's still like doing the suspenseful murder mystery a- aspect of it and uh, the the woman says a couple of words to him, and he says something like "shut up" and throws his knife at her, and it stabs into the wall next to her. And yes. All, all we can see is the giant words "excellence" on the yeah. side of that sword. A that's fucking the thing. sword that says "excellence." That does seem like a funny moment. Um, they don't treat it like one. <laughs> I mean, it. De- I think it's. Uh, I think but, that's maybe. Because he's deciding to play some of it so straight, maybe it's just we're not, we're so in tuned and expecting it to be a conjuring movie that when he's doing the same thing, but it's meant to be tongue in cheek, it's not landing. Right. He breaks all the rules of horror, I think intentionally, yeah. where it's like once we're seeing the ghoul so close and constant, it's like, oh, okay, that's not this, that's not the type of movie it is. It's almost like he wants it to be like a crime movie. Uh, yes. thriller yeah uh like a like a like a silence of the lambs or a seven but again his style kind of gets in the way most of the time where it doesn't feel like the jokes the funniness or the weirdness is landing fully mm-hmm. um because it does feel like it's a script trying to be normal um which is that's the thing is i get it where it's like there's something to be said about I'm going to play this really straight and then people will laugh at the movie and that's the intent is to be like this is ridiculous I can't believe it's taking itself so seriously. The problem is that it I don't think it goes far enough. Like it's too like the first half the characters are rather boring. Um the the again it's shot 
very standard, very jump scary, all all the usual things. And so it's like, I almost feel like he could have had more fun with it or done something a little weirder or had characters that like were a little more, I don't know, charismatic, uh, had actual jokes. Like, I, I don't think, I think that I don't, I think he went too far then. Um, and so it just feels like a James Wan movie that is, I mean, like, maybe, I don't know. We don't know enough about him as that type of director. So maybe, no, this is we just, don't. maybe this is we just don't. what he thinks is funny. Like, like yeah. you're, you're describing scream, but maybe that's not what his intent was. Right. I know. Whatever it was though. I just don't, I think ultimately it didn't work. Yeah. Um, I think it, it didn't fit. Like I know his intent because he said his intent. Mm-hmm. He said he was making those Jalo films, and like, it's like okay, well, this isn't that. Like, <laughs> that's not, really. not what like, you I didn't see, make that. I could see how on the page it might have seemed like it could have been one of those, right. but that's not really what this is, right? And so I think ultimately it fails um, because it just. It's hard. It is hard to define. I almost want to watch it again to figure out exactly what's going wrong here. But something's going wrong. Um, I I I think the, again is it pulls it pulls more for me of like mid two thousands late nineties horror. Like the hospital looks like no other hospital that's ever existed. It reminded me of the the house on haunted hill. All right, but that itself was a remake of a you know. Yes, but the but. Again, it's I'm I'm talking about the the art direction in the House on Haunted Hill remake, where it's this big dumb gothic building that never would exist. Uh, they do the same with this, where like the moment you see that hospital, that's why I think like that's why I think Michael assumed, oh, this is a fake movie within a real movie, because you see that hospital, and you're like, that's dumb. That's not what hospitals actually look like. We're right. past it's that. It's so <laughs> it's so over the top and in your face. Right, but not in a way. Yeah, but it's not shot in a way that reflects that. It's not. So it's, it's it's never winking at you. Yeah, but I, I I mean yeah, I just mean also the lighting and stuff. Like it's it's a very drab film. Like it's it's blue and gray. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it's yeah. like yeah, if you're gonna make a movie that's supposed to copy this style, you got to shoot it that way because there are visual cues that will make the audience kind of feel like they understand what kind of movie they're watching. Um, and I don't think he ever does that. He just shoots it very straight. And it's, it's kind of, um, it's kind of a bummer. It's kind of disappointing. And it, I think that's why it like, I think that's why a lot of people uh, just think this is, Oh, this is just a shitty movie. It's getting low audience scores. I know that. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it has to do with expectation. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, the other part. Is it's shot and it was advertised like a James Wan ghost movie, right? And that is not what it is. And he doesn't huh. make it clear that he's playing in this film. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't necessarily know if that's a bad thing, though. I don't know whose fault that is because there. If you make a movie like this that clearly lets everyone in on the joke, it changes the kind of movie it is. So I, maybe that just. I, I don't. It, maybe that wasn't his intent maybe his idea like maybe what was funny to him about this was treating it so straight and watching people slowly realize that he's fucking with them maybe that was the goal here i don't know yeah i don't know i it feels like to me like a practical joke because Mm -hmm. the 
I guess what it comes down to to me is when I walk out of a movie, the things that stick with me are specific shots and moments in, in the filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what makes a movie impressive to me. That's why I was like, this movie feels like a meme because the I don't actually remember anything good in the way the movie was made. It's just that they did something that was batshit crazy. Yes. That's it. And and that to me doesn't equal a, a good movie. Um, no. It, it, it just like, it's why again, I'm like, I feel like it's a failure. I think, yes, people will remember this movie, but not because it's a good movie, because it just did something really wacky. And it's like, and I, it, it did ultimately, some- that that feels like a little lazy, I guess. A little bit. I I appreciate, uh, like I said at the top, I recognize this is a bad film. I, I, I yeah. love it with all of my heart. And a big part of the reason why I love this movie is because of that, that chaotic, sort of like the punk rock idea of sneaking this shit movie absolutely uh, into like a big budget warner brothers james wan supernatural horror movie and you go and see it and it's fucking this that right. is incredible to me right i've seen a lot of people kind of talk about that aspect of like james wan could have made anything he had a blank check and he uh-huh. made this much respect and it's again yes i res- i respect the idea i wish i wish they did it better sure um, what i, I mean w- i don't like i i guess I think the 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 disconnect or or I don't know we're we're kind of failing to meet is how would you have done it like what would you have changed to make this better like would it have been more clear like I I, I legitimately don't I would know. have given it to someone like David Robert Mitchell I would have given it to someone who has a very uniquely weird style mm-hmm. um, who can make a movie. Uh, or again, an Adam Wingard who can make a movie that winks at you but doesn't. Um, like, uh, you know, um, Adam Wingard is very good at being like playful but still t- having the movie take itself seriously. Um, I think it's really just James Wan's style hurt this script uh, uh, ultimately. I think it, and it, I think the first half was just like that's the thing is I didn't really enjoy watching this movie. Um, I found it again mostly like you're it wasn't scary because mm-hmm. it wasn't trying to be. Yeah. It wasn't funny. Um it was kind of funny at times um but where it's like I didn't know if that was a real joke. It was mostly like serious people talking and then something crazy happens uh for the last act and that was entertaining and then the movie is over. But one of my first thoughts was and this isn't uh, this actually, I don't think, is what they should have done, but it was one of my first thoughts. Is like, that should have happened in the first act. I would have appreciated the whole movie being this, her dealing with this. And we knew, like like a movie like Idle Hands, where it's just like, my hand is killing people, and then we get to have fun with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If it was like, the back of my head is killing people, and then she spent the whole film trying to deal with it and fight it. Um, It's that, because just the first two-thirds of this movie are just so whatever. I think uh, you hit it on the head earlier is that the execution or the direction they he chose to do this movie is practical joke. Yes. Because this movie is entirely about the surprise of what it actually is. So it, yes. it, it conceals that for as long as it possibly can in the shell of a big budget James Wan horror movie. Yes, exactly. And that, 
And the problem is that that part of it, though, here's the thing is that that first half in the shell of a James Wan horror movie still isn't a James Wan horror movie because it's still not like as well done. I don't think like I, I don't think it's like like I enjoy the conjuring throughout. I think the scares and the conjuring are really well done. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. The scares in this weren't well done leading up to it. So it's like a bad James Wan horror movie. Um up until the point that it becomes what it is mm-hmm. like there wasn't There's... a single thing in this that like maybe go ooh, you know like whoa what a what a cool idea for a scare or what a what an interesting shot you know it was just all meh. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it was it was just it's when very... it's not batshit it's just sort of okay yeah it's drive-in melodrama yeah and that yeah the the reality of making a schlocky drive-in uh, uh, exploitation horror movie is that you're also going to have all the things that make those movies bad, right? But you uh, could, yeah. You, there's you a way to do, to do it. That. There's a way to do it to like avoid the the pitfalls of those films. But this movie does not. He could have shot the scares better, like the the part where the husband gets killed. Um, the part with the the dude at the hotel where the where the site oh, when I they liked, get killed, liked, those could all be scenes that were shot better. I like, liked, that's what it is. I liked the hotel scene. I actually thought the hotel scene was effective. It was fine. It, it was still, to me, just the game of where's the monster going to be? Yeah, Ooh, is it going to be cool in idea. the there... ceiling? Is it going to be behind the door? Is it going to be under the bed? Um, and then the scene was over, and I, I just didn't... There was, there was some fun stuff in there, like when he does the reverse, like he does the searcher shot, and that's not normally mm-hmm. the point of view that you see in a scene like this. Right. For instance. And then like the the character. I don't care about this guy. Oh, of he's course not you doing don't. anything. No, no, no. It doesn't matter. He's, not, he's just, it's the, just a he's guy just, going to bed. He's like just he's the not next doing anything. Victim. Yeah. Yeah, but they could use like for example, okay, you have one you have one scene with one guy. Uh make it interesting. Give him something weird that he's doing. Have him uh, give a little story. You know what I mean? Like it's that little things where it's like I think they could have had a lot more fun with while we're waiting for the twist, while we're waiting for it to lose its mind, why not have a little fun? And he doesn't really. He doesn't have much fun. And so it's just kind of boring until the thing happens. Um, it's not terrible, but it's just like, meh. And, and, and so that's what I mean by like giving it to a weirder director or a director that can take those moments and make them a slow burn or make them interesting or make them really shot in a compelling way. Um, something to keep my attention while we wait. Cause like I wouldn't have, but I can see a lot of people shutting off this movie before it even gets to the, the part because it's just kind of like me <laughs> until yeah. that moment. There so, is, there, there is a, there, it does hit a moment before the big, the big fun part yeah. where you, where I was thinking to myself, it's like, man, what, where is this movie going? Yeah. Because yeah, it, it, it doesn't, it, it it needed like a fake mystery it needed something to keep you wanting to watch it and it just wasn't enough of like people going to archives and watching vhs tapes of yeah. people saying exposition and like cops just sort of you know walking around i don't know it, it it's yeah that's the broad idea of what it's trying to do i think is interesting it just it's not fun to watch for most of it um and it doesn't try to be that fun uh and so, like, again, I just, I think it's a failure. I think they, there's a better way to do this um, that would have still had the point intact, which is that it's like a practical joke. Mm-hmm. 
Like make like it really comes down to make the scary parts better. Like just shoot it better. I don't know. It's such a broad note, but it was just like I just I wasn't impressed or scared by any of the things before it happened. So by the time it happened, I was just uh, it was it was fun, but it was also just such a fraction of the movie. Um, so yeah. I don't know, man. That's fair. Yeah. Like, uh, it's just kind of, it was a little disappointing. I don't know. Sure. Sure. Uh, no, as far as I'm concerned, no other movie exists anymore. Sure. <laughs> just the last 20 minutes of Malignant. That's the only yeah. film that needs to I be would, preserved. If that's the honestly, only, if, the, if that's the only footprint that humanity leaves, I think that's fine. Yeah. Honestly, that's how I would recommend people watching this. Um, just watch the end. I, 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 I like just watch the end and assume that what you had watched is a middle of the road unsuspecting horror movie up until that point because that's the joke yeah that's the gag yeah uh it just takes so fucking long it really is like a practical joke yes no, uh, and i kind of do respect that yeah, yeah that is absolutely what it is right yeah but like all practical jokes it's like practical jokes don't tend to last two hours um, yes. And the first part of any Griffin practical joke is pissing off the audience or pissing off the person you're doing the practical joke on. Yeah, no, that's accurate. That's accurate. Yeah. This is the uh, this is the Terrence and Philip episode of South Park. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> it's basically like they're like, oh, you thought you were watching a mediocre horror movie, but you're actually watching this. And it's like, yeah, but that required me watching an hour and 20 minutes of a mediocre horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, indeed, York. I I am the punk. Thank you. Yes, you're correct. <laughs> I have been punked. I am the punk. Here. Been, so you have successfully punked me. Yep. James Wan. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's all my thoughts on Malignant. Yeah. No, I love this film. Like Good. I'm glad you do. <laughs> I think you have a healthy relationship with it, um, in that you understand why why it's bad too. So yeah. No, I understand know. why it's bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to be out here being like, you just didn't get it. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, there's a lot of people online who, who seem convinced that it was like... It's like some It went over thing. people's heads. No, it didn't yeah. go over anybody's head, motherfucker. It's, it's not one that of the things, complex. Yeah, it's one of the things a lot of heart artists need to hear, and I have heard, I have heard said to me, which is, no, I get it. it I just don't think it's good. <laughs> and it's like, okay. Like, that, sometimes that needs to be said, which yeah. is like, no, you're not... You're not uh, making some like you're not blowing minds mystery. here pal yeah, like. yeah 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 exactly it's just like no it wasn't lost on me it just i i don't uh, yeah <laughs> i don't i didn't like it it's fine yeah um yeah i want to see more of the, these other screenwriters um for sure i want to see what else uh these two ladies can write and i guess james wan but like you know he's kind of had his shot yeah, we've seen. That's why that's why I'm pointing out the other screenwriters cuz it's like this is the weirdest thing he's done. And so I'm like it it must be these other two. Like I'm sure he also had a hand in it, but like um everything else he's written has been pretty fucking normal. Yeah. Yeah, relatively, yeah. That's true. Relatively. I just assume they were the batshit element. I don't know. No, maybe it's math. Say what? Although he did, did he write the saws? No, he. Uh, I'm no, Lee, Lee Winnell did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But I mean, I'm sure he had input. They were, yeah, collaborators on it. So, mm. but anyway, um, yeah, mm. I don't have anything else to say. We can, we can be done. That can be an episode. Hey, folks! Thanks for listening. Woo! 
Thanks for listening to our voices. Uh, we have a we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. If you go on it, you can find exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman and Fox Mulder is a Maniac and Star Trek The Next Futurama. Uh, that's $5 a month. You get all those shows every month. Like most, like some of them are weekly, some of them are bi-weekly. You understand how things work. Um, and uh, if you want to kick in a little more, we watch movies with our patrons every Friday night, etc., uh, etc. Et go, go look. You'll love it. You'll love it. You'll love it. Um, I love it. We also have a store. Uh, head on over to GameFlanEmployed.com. You can find the link to our Teespring store. We have t-shirts, stickers, uh, mugs, posters, all kinds of things. So check that out. Check it out. Check, check it out. Check it out. Um, and and uh, name your firstborn malignant. Yeah. Yeah. Do that. Do that. Why yeah, wouldn't you do that? Yeah, why not? Yeah, why malignant. the fuck would you not do that? It's, uh, it's a beautiful name. Yeah. It really is. It's uh, it's it's classic. It it's it's very traditional. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it evokes past generations. Right. It makes you think of tumors, which is what babies are. Mm-hmm. They're terrible. Mm-hmm. They really Don't are the babies. worst. Why would you do hey, that? Yeah. If you're out there, stop it. Stop it. Stop, stop with the babies. Stop with the babies. Make with the babies.